Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in Abuja, Nigeria and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we're talking about the money that players earn. Is it fair that top players in Europe have massive salaries when many players in Africa get less than $1,000 a month? Do the huge stars like Ronaldo and Messi deserve it? And should something be done to make sure that players in Africa are rewarded more highly for their talents? We get the views of fans in Kenya. The reason why Manchester City bought Yaya Toure is only they have the economical power, of which is cash. Also the latest on how African players are doing in the English Premier League as Kenya's Victor Wanyama is on target. Yes, his first goal of the season. It's been an odd one. He's had more red cards than goals this season. That's coming up later. So we're talking about money on the show today. In particular, how much players earn and if it's fair. Now, here in Zimbabwe, very few players earn more than $1,000 a month, while some are on as little as $300 plus bonuses, and some players actually go for months without being paid at all. Of course, football is a short-term career, but very few players here make enough to invest in life after they retire. Well, before we get into that, Stuart gives us some statistics. Do you ever wonder what top footballers earn? Well, according to a recent report... The highest paid player in world football is Cristiano Ronaldo, earning $440,000 a week or $23 million a year. There are 15 players who earn $280,000 per week or more. And interestingly, seven of those play in England, five of them in Spain, two in France and one in China. The players themselves, we've got three Argentinians, two Spanish, two Brazilians, two Africans, a Portuguese, an English, a Swedish, a German, a Welsh and a Belgian. And before I get into the details of the individual players, it's interesting that three of them are at Manchester City, three at Manchester United, three at Barcelona, two at Real Madrid, two at Paris Saint-Germain, one at Chelsea and one in Shanghai. Now, the two African players are Yaya Torre, who's on an estimated 360000 per week, and Asamoah Jan, who plays now in Shanghai for an estimated $345,000 per week. I'll just run through the list of the players. Cristiano Ronaldo, $440,000 per week. Lionel Messi... 420,000. Wayne Rooney and Zatan Abrahimovic, $380,000. Yaya Torre and Sergio Aguera at Manchester City, 360,000. Asamoah Jan, as I said, 345,000, along with Neymar. David Silva, $320,000 a week. Luis Suarez at Barcelona, 310,000. David De Gea at Manchester United and Gareth Bale, Bastian Schweinsteiger at Manchester United, all on $300,000 a week. Then Thiago Silva, the Brazilian at Paris Saint-Germain, 280000 along with Eden Hazard at Chelsea on the same figure. Now, vast amounts of money. 
And we can debate till we're blue in the face whether it's justified. But as one player once said to me, the only reason a club pays a player a hundred million is because they think they can get a hundred and ten million back. Well, thanks for that, Stuart. And of course, the UEFA Champions League, the English Premier League, and other top leagues in Europe are huge industries with people watching and following the games all over the world. Good to hear that two Africans are among the top earners worldwide: Yaya Toure on three hundred and sixty thousand dollars a week, and China-based Asamoah Gyan on three hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. But uh, Solomon, when you hear such sums of money and think of how so many players in Africa are struggling financially, how does it make you feel? Well, Steve, when I hear such a、uh, amount of money that is being earned by top players in Europe and also recently in China, it is really astonishing、uh, compared to what African players playing in Africa do. And if you look at some of the low leagues in around Africa, some of them. And as low as a hundred U.S. dollars a month, a hundred and fifty U.S. dollars a month, you know.、Uh, recently, at the Nigerian Football League, actually、uh, made it compulsory for clubs to pay、uh, football players nothing less than six hundred、uh, U.S. dollars per month, and still they are really struggling with it. And you have players from Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire. Cameroon, Niger, coming to play in the Nigerian league. So, what does that tell you about the state of finances in these leagues, like Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Cameroon, because they left their country to come into Nigeria? It's really, really sad that we have that huge、uh, difference in how much players do. And yes, I understand that the European league you really attract a lot of football fans, a lot of sponsors. Corporate bodies, businesses that want to invest there because of、uh, TV rights and opportunities to advertise to sell their products. And in Africa, to be honest, we're not really there yet. You know, we're still struggling. Not a lot of our football leagues are shown on TV, and, and and it's really important. I would think Algeria is doing a great job. You know, the the highest paying league in in Africa, you know, is Algeria. Players and about.、Uh, Almost close to a thousand five hundred U.S. dollars per month. You know, the second highest paying league is definitely South Africa,、uh, where players earn just close to a thousand U.S. dollars per month. That is averagely I'm talking about here. A lot of the leagues in Africa are not professional leagues.、Uh, they might be called professional leagues, but they're not professional leagues because they're not run professionally. A lot of the players are not full-time professional players. They have their day job and they play football part-time. So they earn so less. They do that because you know football could not really take care. Of them. Sure, but、uh, some of those players are so talented, and you might think that they do deserve better rewards. Well, as Stuart said earlier, players like Ronaldo and Messi are paid over four hundred and forty thousand dollars a week because the clubs that pay them will make more than that in return in TV rights, prize money, gates takings, and merchandise. Well, let's hear from football fans in Kenya. Josfat Kioko of Baraka FM in Mombasa asked people there if it's fair that Ronaldo and Messi earn over four hundred thousand dollars a week, when many players in Africa get less than a thousand dollars a month. My name is Abenhanda. Also in Africa, I think we are having 
good players, but still they're earning little money. The reason that I can say is that uh, it's economical power. Africa, we are down, in fact. The highest in Africa is only Absa Premier League, which is South Africa. And whenever you cough cash, you buy a good player, and also I think they're marketing themselves. That is why they're up, those guys. Maybe in the top level, trying to his level best, they ought to be paid good cash. Each and every club in Europe, they're having scouts here and there, here and there. Okay, sometimes what you can speak is that it's luck. Okay, like Yaya Toure, he was spotted, he played for Barcelona, all of a sudden in Manchester City. The reason why Manchester City bought Yaya Toure is only they have the economical power, of which is cash. I'm Joseph, I've played uh, second league in Kenya. The, the thing is that uh, when you compare salaries of uh, European footballers and uh, African footballers, there are differences like where they started football, like in their countries there are academies. When, when he joins a club, the other clubs where he started like academies, they have to gain too. The agent also can make the player earn much and the league that he is going to join there. You cannot compare a Nigerian player with a Kenyan player. My name is Marcela Walimadime, a former football player. I'd been playing football for quite some time, but I had to quit uh, football, but I, ha- I still have the passion of football in me. Back into Africa, also our economy is uh, low. In some countries it's low, so paying their players high uh, will cost the clubs or stuff like that. But I think uh, it will change in the near future. I'm not so certain, but uh, I think someday in the near future they'll start earning big monies. You started by telling me that uh, you are a former footballer and you played for a professional football club in this region. Were you paid any money? For the club, for the SPEDAC, yeah, I used to earn some cash. Okay, I can't say it's small money. At least it would uh, be enough for my upkeep. and. Uh, but not huge like what Miss earns? No, 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 no. We can't compare what I was earning. Uh, actually, it's not a, a big uh, club that I would say it could uh, make me earn a... Uh, all my fortunes now. Um, my name is Valentine. I'm a football fan. Uh, one of the reasons is African League, we have not really invested in football. Football in Europe is business. The billionaires have invested in football, very many of them. Compared to Africa, most of uh, clubs, they don't have even a sponsor. They are fighting for themselves. So it's not easy to compare these two uh, regions because you have not invested in football. You, you mentioned media here. Yeah. Do you mean that media also can build and um, praise players to get more salary? Exactly. Because football is about business, it's about advertising. So when you focus more on Rooney, and then you forget somebody like JJ or Coach who's playing very well, you see business will go more to Rooney, and Rooney's salary is going to increase. But as I told you, you have not really invested in football. But South Africa, partially they have invested in football. But still the money uh, of the players is still low. But you still have a long way to go. Football fans in Mombasa, Kenya, talking to Josfat Kiyoko. Interesting to hear from those two former players there. Sir Solomon, what do you think is the way forward to help players in our leagues around Africa to earn more? I'm not talking of South Africa and uh, North African countries, but uh, those leagues in most African countries where players are earning very little well, Steve, I feel the way forward is to be able to look at how we could make our football leagues more professional. A lot of the football leagues in Africa are called professional leagues, but only a handful of them are run professionally. 
to be honest with you. Uh, you know, from the stadiums to the way they carry the brand to brand awareness to uh, getting, uh, you know, some of these games on TV. You know, a lot of revenue come from that. So we have to really say, how do we get our football leagues to be run professionally let's set up structures that would help us run the league professionally and that way we can really invite and and also attract sponsors and 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 also businesses that would want to use uh, the football league and and different clubs also to advertise their products Uh, one of the biggest ways that football leagues also football clubs make money you know in the last 10 20 years has been through tv rights we have Supersport, which is like the number one television uh, show in uh, leagues across Africa, you know. And in South Africa, tens of millions of, of dollars are being invested every year into the league just for uh, from football, where uh, Supersport had to pay the football league, that is the PSL, Professional Soccer League. And the Professional Soccer League had to share this money and pay uh, football clubs every month a certain amount of money. And the football clubs now use that money to pay their, their, their you know, their players and uh, that is outside of other sponsors that they have and sponsors are okay to to invest their money uh, because they know that they they get to be shown on tv more and their product is being shown on tv they get that awareness but only a few football leagues uh, across africa you get to see you know on on tv i feel television rights is one of the major ways to go and we also need to see a lot of uh, businesses and you know coming in and really investing and, and we also you know have to see less of government interference when it comes to football because that way the league is going to be run professionally and, and that way you know sponsors are going to be uh, convinced that you know their investment is not going to be uh, tempered with and they put in money and, and and they wouldn't have a problem in doing that so i feel those are some of the ways to go because uh some of the monies the salaries that football players in Africa earn today is just horrendous and we need to see that improvement we're not saying we should be as equal as Europe but we're just saying look we can do better we can be better there's quite a lot that we could do uh, you know not just the leagues in South Africa Algeria uh, or Egypt you know or uh, Tunisia but there's a lot that we could do that way we don't have to see some of our players going to Deep leagues in Vietnam or Bangladesh or Thailand, and just to end, uh, you know, three, four thousand US dollars. But if we offer them that at home, we're going to keep the players here, and that way we're going to have a better league, and that way we're also going to have a better Africa Champions League and other continental uh, trophies, and that way also is going to build uh, different national football teams uh, across uh, the continent of Africa. Well, thanks, Solomon. It would be great if that could happen. Finally, on this one, Stuart, uh, as European leagues are so well-funded in contrast to most African leagues, uh, do you think in Europe that these mega salaries are going to hit a ceiling at some point? Because they seem to keep on going up and up. But uh, will the clubs be able to sustain it? Well, in England, I think they will because the television money just goes up and up and uh, you know, the new deal is, is, is through the roof. I mean, I think for me, what is a more disturbing aspect is a player like Asimo Jan from Ghana, still with a bit to offer, choosing to go to play in China. And you'd have to say just for the money. But then, of course, if you are going to be offered towards $350,000, then, you know, perhaps you can understand people going for that kind of money. But I think that that is, in a way, to me, surprising if a player is more interested simply in taking the money extremely good money and playing in a really competitive league in Europe. That is a development which I don't think is particularly good for the game. 
Yes, always a bit sad. I do agree. Uh, apart from TV money, the clubs also get income from gate takings and sponsorship. Is the sponsorship a big factor in this, Stuart? Well, it's helpful, but I mean, I think the TV money is where the big money comes from. And in a funny sort of way, we've always said in England that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But you know, the Premier League television money, in a way, is evening it out. I mean, another big issue is foreign owners. When you have, for example, Manchester City uh, with the Abu Dhabi owners who are happy to pour as much money into the club as is necessary. Similarly, Abramovich has done at Chelsea, where it's not about making money out of the club, but buying success. And you know, most of the clubs in the Premier League at the moment seem to me to have an owner who is putting money in like that. And you know that's a factor, again, it has certainly changed the nature of football, whether it's a good thing. You know, people will debate. People would say that Manchester City used to be a very local Manchester-based team. Now it's become a team of mercenaries who come in, play for a short time, aren't particularly committed to the team, and then go off following bigger money, whether that's in China or wherever. But football is big business, and in a way we can't get away from that. Now, it wasn't very long ago that clubs' main income came through gate takings. But uh, how big a factor is the gate money in paying the players huge salaries? And if the clubs want more money, can they just increase the admission prices? Well, there was an argument with the television money increasing that the admission charges should actually go down because the clubs no longer need that money. And it's in fact, it is slightly irrelevant. And of course, there has been this campaign, 20s Plenty, and an agreement that away supporters will in future not be charged more than, I think it's something like 40 to $45 to attend a game. I mean, sadly, spectators going through the turnstiles uh, to watch a game, which was the bedrock of the sport, has become so much less important with sponsorship, with foreign owners, rich foreign owners, I should say, and with the television money. Thanks, Stuart. So the TV rights and wealthy club owners are the biggest factors driving the mega salaries for top players in Europe. So therefore, African clubs that don't have this are clearly going to struggle to pay players well. There's TP Mazembe in the DR Congo. They have a wealthy benefactor in Moise Katumbi, and his money's helped to make Mazembe one of the best teams in Africa and a club that pays players well. Well, you can tell us what you think about this on Facebook and WhatsApp. Is it fair for Cristiano Ronaldo to earn $440,000 a week when many players in Africa get less than $1,000 a month? Do huge stars like Ronaldo and Messi deserve it? And should something be done to make sure that players in Africa are rewarded more highly for their talents? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And have you tried our new app yet? If you missed the show, you can listen to it any time now on our brand new app. To download it, go to Play Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. 
It's about four megabytes, so it won't use too much of your airtime to download. And then you can listen to the show there. In fact, there are 130 episodes of the program there on the app, all available on demand. So to download, go to the Play Store, enter Planet Sport Football Africa, and you can listen to the show any time. A note that you will incur airtime charges if you're not connected to a wireless network when you're listening. You can also listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. There's pictures of the team there too, in case you're wondering what we all look like. Uh, the website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, at planetsportfa. Still to come, a look at how the Africans have been doing in the English Premier League and Stuart's analysis of Leicester's chances of taking the title. And now we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. Uh, last weekend, the second round of the CAF Champions League got underway with 16 teams playing first leg matches, fighting for the eight places in the group stage. And we asked, who do you think will win the trophy this season? Once again, we've had a great response, so thanks so much for getting in touch with your predictions. Sylvester in the Gambia says it's too early to judge who'll win, but Al Athli of Egypt and TP Mazembe of the DRC will make it to the final. Alpha Jallo in the Gambia has no doubts about who'll win. He says, I go for TP Mazembe. That's because I recently saw what prizes were given to the DRC home-based team after winning the African Nations Championship in Rwanda recently. Some of those players are turning out for Mazembe, so they'll see that as a motivation to try and win this tournament because after the African Nations Championship triumph, each player was given an expensive car and a big amount of cash. Absolutely, Alpha. Certainly some motivation motivation there. Alan MJ Campbell is in Sierra Leone. He says TP Mazembe are definitely the favourites because they've been consistent and have been doing well. Enyimba and Al Atli are previous winners, but they've been out of the scene at that level for a while and that might have an effect on their performance. But uh, you can never say never until the end, says Alan. Staying in Sierra Leone and Jesse Rando also goes for TP Mazembe. In Malawi, Alfred Mdimba agrees with Jesse. TP Mazembe will secure the title again, he says, a view shared by Ephratha Kamanga and by Davy Milore, also in Malawi, who says Mazembe are the masters. Alassana Drame in the Gambia says, My prediction goes to TP Mezembe as usual. It was them last year. I wish them to win it again. Hawa in Ghana and Sana Balde in the Gambia also predict a TP Mezembe triumph. Sana thinks that they are the favourites. But not everyone agrees, with a lot of support coming through for Egypt's Al Athli, now managed by the former Tottenham manager Martin Yol. Last weekend, Al Athli fought to a 1-1 draw away to young Africans in Tanzania. Aliou B. Conte in the Gambia says, For me, with their experience, eight-time champions Al Athli will be the favourites to win it. Cherno Jallo, also in the Gambia, agrees. He says, I think my Cairo Giants Al Athli, with the help of their new experienced coach Martin Yol, will win it for a record nine time. Malik Guy says, I think Al-Athli are going to win the trophy this year because they look more complete than the others. Their squad looks healthy. And Asaiku Trawali in the Gambia says, in my own opinion, I think Al-Athli will take it this year. Uh, Matar Cham says, I'm going for Al-Athli. Ugis Sis says, I tip Al-Athli to win it for the ninth time. And Robinio Soe says, I predict Al-Athli as they would be worthy champions for Africa. 
Now on Sunday, Enyimba from Nigeria had a great win, thrashing Tunisian's Etoile du Sahel 3-0. And many think that this year the trophy will go to West Africa. Donald from Bamenda in Cameroon says, I think Al-Atli and TP Mezembe are the big favourites, but Enyimba can be the surprise package this year. I'm putting my money on Enyimba. Ibrahim Shaigai Sanya from the Gambia says, Considering the wonderful football Enyimba play, I think they will surprise us by winning the cup. Fode Nji, also in the Gambia, says, I've not been keeping tabs on the tournament, but I'd love to see the Nigerian side Enyimba in the final. Musa Jalo from the Gambia says it's Enyimba. Uh, Sana Jaune is also supporting them, along with Moses in the Gambia and Mamadou Ba. Overall, 56% say it's TP Mazembe for a sixth title. 27% went for Egyptian side Al-Atli and 17% for Enyimba. And on the UEFA Champions League, Amadou Dumbaya in the Gambia says, I'm so happy about Real Madrid's win over Wolfsburg, especially with Ronaldo. He's absolutely fantastic. Uh, yes, Amadou, those quarter-final second-leg games were full of drama. Real Madrid turning it around and the holders Barcelona knocked out by Atletico Madrid. Well, thank you so much for all of those comments. It's always wonderful to hear from you. Uh, this week, tell us, uh, is it fair for Cristiano Ronaldo to earn $440,000 a week when many players in Africa earn less than $1,000 a month? Do the huge stars like Ronaldo and Messi deserve it? And should something be done to make sure that players in Africa are rewarded more highly for their talents? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And uh, well, you can imagine how much that hat trick that Ronaldo scored is worth to Real Madrid, uh, putting them through to the semi-finals of the Champions League. So tell us whether you think. He does deserve his mega salary. Uh, what's up? Plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. To the English Premier League now, and Leicester's quest for the title took another huge step forward last weekend with a 2-0 win at Sunderland. Realistically, only Tottenham can catch them now, Stuart, after their solid 3-0 win against Manchester United. Yes, I mean, Vardy coming up with the goals when Leicester needed them, and that keeps them seven points clear at the top. Now, you know, the Tottenham game was a strange one, because for the first 70 minutes, it was nil-nil, and then suddenly Tottenham got three goals in six minutes. Manchester United's preparation wasn't all that it might have been, because they were staying 12 kilometres away from White Hart Lane, and it took them over two hours to get there, so they had to delay the kickoff. But, you know, I think that's clutching its straws to say that's the reason... They lost. You know, Tottenham looked very good, but making up seven points, it's very much Leicester's to win or Leicester's to lose, I think. Well, Manchester City are in fourth after their 2-1 win over West Brom, trying to stay in the top four for a Champions League place. But uh, despite that win, Stuart, Man City not looking hugely impressive. Not at all impressive, and I thought West Brom had a cast-iron penalty late in the game, which the referee didn't give. Benin's Stefan Sissignon had an interesting game, because he gave West Brom the lead early in the first half, but then unfortunately conceded a penalty to Manchester City. But no, the only good news, I suppose, for Manchester City was that Yaya Torre returned and played the last half hour after injury. Uh, no place on the pitch for Kelechi Ihanacho. But Manchester City are currently holding fourth place, probably going to get a Champions League place, 
But again, you know, they're a way to Chelsea at the weekend if they were to lose that. Manchester United win, it's down to one point again. West Ham playing well too. So it's certainly not a foregone conclusion that Man City will be in the Champions League next year. Well, we'll see. And a goal for Kenya's Victor Wanyama in Southampton's 3-1 win over Newcastle. Yes, his first goal of the season. It's been an odd one. He's had more red cards than goals this season. But, uh, you know, Southampton, after a few hiccups, are currently in seventh place. And it's been a good season for them. Newcastle just simply look doomed. They're six points behind Norwich, who are the team that are surviving uh, relegation at the moment. Really disastrous management at Newcastle of the club, changes of managers, and uh, it just doesn't look good for Newcastle, sadly. Now, Arsenal gave 90 minutes for the first time in the Premier League to Nigerian Alex Iwobi, and it's great to see how he's made progress during the season. And their January signing, the Egyptian Mohamed Elneny, also was involved in that game. So interesting to see Arsenal now with two African players regularly in their starting lineup. And actually, I counted up that there were Africans from 14 different countries involved in the Premier League at the weekend. That's Cote d'Ivoire, Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt, Nigeria, Senegal, Benin, Congo, Mali, Cameroon, Kenya, Ghana and Burkina Faso. How about that, Steve? Well, very impressive indeed. And by the way, well done to Manchester United fans uh, beating West Ham in that FA Cup replay to get to the semi-finals. They'll play Everton next weekend and with Crystal Palace taking on Watford in the other semi-final. Man United in with a big chance of winning the Cup if they can get it right. Well, that's it for this week's show, but on Facebook and WhatsApp, uh, tell us, is it fair for Cristiano Ronaldo to earn $440,000 a week when many players in Africa earn less than $1,000 a month? Do these huge European stars like Ronaldo and Messi deserve it? And should something be done to make sure that players in Africa are rewarded more highly for their talents? Get in touch on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. You can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And you can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, also from Solomon Ashoms in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening, and Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.